Yeah, we're an oppressed group. We're, we're a horribly oppressed Comedians group. Comedians are the most oppressed and group. And no one wants to hear what two white males on a podcast have to say. No, not about at all. Because we're female. so oppressed. Yeah, that's the thing. Because you're listening to... To Mike Minimum. Minimum. And if you can't tell people right now, we really don't want to do this. I, Sean, <laughs> Sean had his arms crossed completely. And I was like, I guess we aren't doing the tradition. No, no, no. I, I was fine with the opening. It's just... It's just it's so rainy out and sleet and like I went out to my go to the gym this morning and my car yeah. was just frozen like it was just like it's just one ball of ice right now I haven't been outside in like the past two days but um <laughs> I I look outside and it's weird because it's raining but at the same time like all these branches are frozen yeah it's and, it's, a, it's a heavy sleet and I'm like okay this is just weird New York weather going on right now <laughs> basically yeah it's just like well. Global warming has prevented snow from happening regularly here anymore, so it's just this. Yeah, it's just a it's just typhoon of randomness. Dingy and gross and whatever. Yeah, like apparently it's raining, but apparently everything's frozen on the ground still. Yeah, like, pretty I'm much. Like, okay. like, it's super icy out. I almost <laughs> fucking died this morning. Yeah, so, so. Um, tune into the seasonal depression well, portion to, of two mic minimum. Two weather minimum. <laughs> <laughs> two weather minimum. No, yeah, this is like, like I said before, uh, this is the time in New York where it's just miserable. Yeah, and it'll be nice again in April. <laughs> a long, long time. It, every it looks like a Silent Hill game. New yeah, York looks it, like it a is, Silent exactly. Hill game. It gets game. so dark so early. Like so it gets so dark. So but also, the sun never just comes out. So it just I, never comes out. It doesn't. So like I've yeah. been going to the tr- I've been going to the city a lot lately for work and uh, you know, mics and stuff. And I've been taking a lot of like the two o'clock train. And I, I the sun's going down. I, I, I've been falling asleep on the train a lot. And I just wake up to pitch fucking black. And like I'm like, what the fuck? What happened to the world? Yeah. It's like an apocalypse hits. You wake up into that darkness. <laughs> That's true. The Metro North train at night is just like you can't see anything. It's yeah. just blackness. It's just, wow, pure. there's no like, there's no suburban lighting. And the other side is the river. Yeah. So there's just nothing. It's very scary. It is kind of scary. Like, I remember when I was a kid and I would take it, it was very jarring as a kid. Yeah. Because you couldn't, like, you know, as a kid, you always like to look out the window at the world. Ooh. But, like, when you do that at night, you just see nothing. You're like, okay. All right. I hope, I hope no, <laughs> I no scary coyotes come get me. <laughs> Which, that's, a, around here, it's that a, problem. a problem. That is a problem. Or it was a problem around here. I guess they killed so them all. So they... Yeah, you know, the, took care of it. everyone in the Hastings Facebook group complained so much, and there were so many angry reacts that eventually yeah. people just all these coyotes just trying to eat food because we killed off all their food supply, and then they're like, "Hey, come on, can we get anything?" And they're like, "We're like, no." You know, it's funny because like Hastings also has a rampant deer problem. Yeah, it has a rampant deer problem, and ironically, also has a wolf problem or a coyote problem. For some, for some reason, we decided to let the deer live instead of the coyotes. But like the coyote, coyotes aren't eating the deer here. Apparently, yeah, they're they're, just, it's bad meat. It's just yeah, they're they're like no, we're just gonna harass dogs in people's yards and stuff. Yeah, people are yeah very just concerned about menace their dogs. to the public. Yeah, a coyote in out in Arizona just took someone's baby and ate it. Well, That's, this is what you tune into two mic minimum for. Depressing, not comedy related, not happy related, not anything related. Just. All right, well then, Peter. <laughs> Let's catch up on comedy. Let's catch up on comedy. Yeah, I had, no, I had nothing I to go nothing. on. I had nothing I to nothing. go on. <laughs> I, I don't have any shows. Or no, I had nothing to go on for the 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 dead baby bit. Yeah, no, I was like, that's why I figured weird. out. Let's just do the catch up on comedy. Yeah. I like how each week's like a, or each time we do this, it's like a new genre. Yeah, I try to mix it up. You know, <laughs> like I was trying to go for. Uh, 
There's a little like pan flute there. Right. It was very um, folky. And yeah. I think before it was very, very trap. Very trap. <laughs> it yeah. was very trap. Yeah. Next, so. Tune in next week for whatever. For whatever. Well, no, next week we're not going to well, next be, week. Well, next yeah. week we'll have some guests. Next time we're, we're going to have, we have a. Well, we've run into this interesting. Well, yeah. it's just like, this is the end of the year and like, you know, people don't. You know, things are winding down. Yeah, no, but we uh we have two guests. Two that guests are two guests coming up. Guarantee. That'll, that'll and we take... have like three guests that are most likely gonna be on in the future. Yes, we do. We have we've yeah. scheduled guests so. from all over the country. And also if you want to be a guest, reach out to us. Yeah, please Tell us, uh, uh, slide into the DMs. Slide into the DMs. Uh send feet pick to Sean if you need to. Nah, no, no, don't do <laughs> don't do that. But but you know, you don't have to do that, but slide into our DMs. Say us tell us where you're from or tell us uh if you're <sighs> if you're something unique and special that or you know what? If you just want to put us on a show and the trade-off is doing the podcast, we'll take that too. I would be careful with that. <laughs> uh, a good show. A good show, yeah. And, so, you, and you know if your show is good or not. Just, yeah. Um, Ten people minimum. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's well, such a low bar. We could transition that into talking about our show. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that, what we were that, going to do. That's basically the only thing I, I, we have comedy-wise, right? We have comedy, yeah, that's the only thing we have comedy-wise. So we did our live show. Our first as live some of you, to Mike as some of you might know, as some, as some of you might have come out to mm-hmm. or didn't, but didn't. you probably didn't because you live in Orlando or San Antonio, yeah. and that's fine. The, if you the did... One, the one uh, hindsight is having all of our listenership not be in New York is that when yeah. we have a show in New York, they can't come... <laughs> I'm I'm actually curious if we managed for some reason to put on like a show at the Blind Tiger in San Antonio. Yeah, I, I think we get we can get we actually we get a lot of people just because they get a lot of people in general. But yeah. I'm trying to think like if we did like some bar show in a place where we have listeners, if they'd come out. Yeah, I think they would if we like yeah. really scheduled it out. I guess that's our, that's we, our we issue. have some we listenership. Gotta, <laughs> we gotta we gotta start doing shows in in Orlando. We really do. We fly gotta, down fly down to Orlando and pay ten dollars to see us perform. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, fly down to Orlando. <laughs> Or fly we'll us cover, down. first. Fly us down, fly and then us down. we'll put on the show. Uh-huh. And then I'll, I'll actually, we'll actually have to bring some real uh, chutzpah. I don't know. I'm tired. Chutzpah. I don't. I'm tired of that. You're know. always tired every every time we record together. It's always just like, oh man, Peter. Uh, you know, I, just, I got three hours of sleep and drank twenty shots. I didn't. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't had a drink in almost three days. Wow, good for you. Three days. That's sober. not a bragging number. <laughs> That's not. A, I was like. Yeah, it's been a minute. No, you, your tone was like you were setting that up to be like, you know what? I haven't had a drink in a long time. And they said three days. I'm like, yeah, no, good it's, for, it's, good I got, for I you. I got Sean. very. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna just. I'm only gonna drink two more times this year, Christmas and New Year's, and then I'm taking all of January off. I always do it. I always do it dry January. Yeah, dry out. You know, mm-hmm. try and get the try to get the New Year started right. And right. now that I have uh, direct competition. Uh, for in shape comedian from Kumail Najani, uh, I got I gotta get ripped. I gotta get fucking absolutely shredded. <laughs> the fucking photo, that, the photo to destroy the entire comedy community. That, right that there. picture, honestly, to God, triggered me. I, gotta, I was so. Here's the thing, like okay, so we'll give someone, some someone told someone told me to check Kumail's Instagram, and I yeah. did. And at first, like, here's here's how you know I'm just so used to seeing a bunch of shit on the internet. Yeah. At first, I'm scrolling through it, being like, "What?" Like, I do see the ripped photo, but yeah. it doesn't phase me just because yeah. I think it's a Photoshop thing or something. Yeah. No, it <laughs> so, looks Photoshop. But then I the like thing. go back. To, yeah, I go back to the first photo, and I see like all these veins in his arms, yeah. and I'm like, 
Whoa! He looks like fucking Wolverine. <laughs> like he's yeah. he's vascular. He's got abs. <laughs> like I'm watching the new season of Silicon Valley, and like his biceps are clearly bigger. I'm like, okay, he's in a Marvel movie, but then he takes off the right. shirt. First time everybody's seen him with his fucking shirt off. He's a comic, and it's just like, what the fuck, right? Man? And your perception like, of him is why did just, he need to have that body? Your perception of him is just average thirty-year-old guy. Male like just, body. just a, I always think of him just like just as a guy. Yeah, and I'm like, nope. Now honestly, I think it might hurt his comedy career. He's my. He's too hot now. Maybe. Too I mean, hot. I think he just uh, he's able to do movies now, so that's true. He can go the path but of Eddie Murphy now. So that's true. But Eddie Murphy's <laughs> come back to stand up, so that's true. Looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, no, it's like funny. His his. I don't. I'm not sure if this was always the case. I don't think it was. But his his cheeks and chin. He has a jawline. Yeah. No. No. He didn't have that jawline before. Right. But it was just like a, it wasn't like he didn't. It's not like he had get he had, a paper cut on that jawline. Yeah, you can Jesus cut through a fucking Christ, diamond with that thing. Yeah. It's just it's cut. And so, uh, yeah, but he just had, like, it's a thing when guys, like, it's just like, all right, me, if I lose a bunch of weight, people notice immediately because I'm a big fat guy. Yeah. If you got super in shape, people wouldn't notice at first, but then, like, oh, shit, that's completely different because it's, like, that little bit of gauntness to that would be added. Honestly, I feel like if I, if I reached Kumail's buffness, you people sh- would notice. Well, I wouldn't, I, no, I wouldn't be able to. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but you fa- said people I, would notice at first. I meant facially is what I meant. Oh. Your face yeah, yeah, yeah. is... Like, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's, uh, that's, if, I, if I got as buff as Kumail, I'd have to actually get new clothes because all my clothes are for skinny people. Yeah, you'd have to change your whole lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. It'd but, be easier for you right now to get as buff as Kumail than it would be for me. Yeah. So I need to lose... How much of... How much is... Uh, you might know about this more than I do, but how much of that is like mirror muscles? Uh, not too much, actually. Okay. Like, clearly so he like, can actually like lift up shit <laughs> no no he like he clearly is fucking he'd be like oh you need help moving okay like just well that's what i thought he had couch. at first when yeah. i saw my silicon valley i'm like oh he's like you could just like yeah i'm like oh he just did some fucking curls from the movie right right right. and then he had that shirt i'm like that that takes work and time and effort to get those like vascularness you take like a uh it's like a supplement that all the actors take that's just it that that's pulled purely you know for pictures right but right, right. It, it looks good <laughs> looks good on like, those yeah, movie so posters people, i think it's time you get ripped i think it's a um, you got to put on 30 pounds of muscle. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I haven't, I, I I did use to lift back when I did track and field yeah. in, in college, freshman year. You're like, you had to as part of the training. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was a jumper, so I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like getting, I wasn't doing the same lifting exercises as throwers were doing. Yeah, I was what just I was doing, doing on track. Yeah, I was just like, doing, exactly. I was just doing stuff to get toned and I would, I, I, I was able to bench, like I improved my benching uh, numbers quite a bit until i quit and then i was yeah. like i never went near lifting ever uh, ever again but then again when i took a, a link later class for voice which is voice for acting they highly discourage lifting really because yeah because if you're lifting your muscles are going to constrict your voice huh which um, I, guess I mean, makes sense you know, why a lot of really big, big, strong exactly. Guys have that high pitch voice exactly because like they can't fucking speak. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. I'm, I mean, granted, you know, you could probably do it and not affect your voice too much if yeah, you do it right. If you get into Kumail shape, like there's a difference between bodybuilder yeah. buff and then Kumail yeah. buff. But also, like, I'm not. Here's the thing: I'm not too interested in getting buff just because my body type and height fits and attractiveness for certain women and i'm fine with that yeah but if you were like <laughs> but if you were shredded dog like 
Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't I, that's my too much. So my goal, much my goal is next December to look like Kumail. You you could get shredded. <laughs> I, I I look great shredded. I would look so good. Which is me. Well, that's I feel why like it's me sort of fat shaming. You. No, that's, that's I, yeah. I I I'm like the number one fat shamer. <laughs> I hate other fat people and I hate myself. Yeah. Uh, no, that's why I'm working with fellow comedian who's also a fitness instructor, Sally Torrijani. Hmm, I'm gonna start nice. going to some of her classes. I'm like, let's get this shit in high gear. Because like, I saw that and I'm like, I can't. Not anymore. Yeah, check out their podcast. What is it called? Uh, is this okay? Check out. Is check this out okay, their, okay with Sally Torjani and that Renee check it, Yeah, check out their podcast. Is it okay with Sally Torjani? Is this and, okay? Is this okay yeah, with Sally Torjani? <laughs> and we'll link to it. <laughs> I'm not editing any of that. Yeah, out fuck it. This all sucks. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, check out their podcast. Uh, yeah, Friends so, of the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, tomorrow, <laughs> I'm doing my first class with her. Oh, nice. And I'm, I'm gonna hopefully uh, that's the one class I need, and I I instantly did, become. Did ripped. you just did you message her a picture of Kumail being I, like? I'll show you the hundred percent right like, now. I need you to do I this. I one hundred percent did that. I'll show you the text exchange right fucking now. <laughs> I fucking. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like yeah. I, I just texted her the picture I'm totally and I'm like it. if I don't look like this I'll kill myself I'm gonna quit comedy <laughs> and then I photoshopped my own head onto that body and it does not look good you know I always remember like one of the great lines from crashing from the barking episode mm-hmm. which is something we'll get into today uh, where um, I forgot the actor's name who plays it but the guy who runs the Boston Comedy Club and he te- he's giving notes to Pete and he's just like I don't know what you are. You're either going to have to lose 10 pounds or gain 50. <laughs> yeah, I agree <laughs> like with that. Like, bra- his brand is in the middle. <laughs> 100%, though. Like, there's, like, that doughy... Like, there... Was, the fact matters that stand-up-wise, there just aren't that many in-shape comics. Like, when fucking Carrot Top got in shape, everyone's like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Because if you're in shape, it suggests that you're in control of your life more so Here's than a, most comics. Let's say I get in super-duper buff shape. Yeah. I need to throw out 30 minutes of material. Oh yeah, totally. I genuinely have to like completely. I, it's just like I have to change my whole perspective a little bit to be, be completely honest. And it's hard to like you know. I need to get, figure out a new way to get people on my side. Exactly. Like, like my thing now is like you know I'm a straight white male like my you know comes who's from, fat who's and fat you, like yeah, that and that you, and that that's what people relate to. But now if I'm like I'm a straight white male who's shredded and has a seven inch uncut hog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in, addition, issues, in, addition in addition to being yeah. just I'm getting ripped. it uncircumcised. Uh, <laughs> You're getting it uncircumcised? Yeah, yeah. You're getting the foreskin tape I'm back getting, on? I'm getting it put back on once I get <laughs> shredded, dog. Actually, I'm very surprised I've never looked that up at this point. Oh, I'm never surprised. Be- oh, there's definitely people that have got it put back on. Yeah, exactly. Someone's being like <laughs> foreskin reconstruction surgery. <laughs> being like, I had no choice in this and I, I would like it back. I'd like it back. No. I am no longer a Jew anymore. I hate my parents. That's definitely. Please, please put the foreskin back. Please put it back on. It's more natural. You know, I feel like if you have muscles, it's not something you could be self-deprecating like, about. Yeah, because it adds a, it adds an intimidation layer. Like, right. And you know, I I'm very open about my prejudice against broy people. And like, I feel like if I saw someone who was like jacked on stage, immediately due to my bias, I'm thinking this guy's a tool. Yeah, like Rogan gets <laughs> yeah. away with it because he's a little guy. He's only like five seven. Yeah, but also Rogan, you know, has a lot of just people know him. Yeah. People know well, who that, he is. Well, but I was saying he was jacked yeah, before yeah. people knew right, him. Right, right, right. So you people, know? yeah. I'm trying to think, trying to think of other you. actual like in shape like jacked <sighs> comics. Berg. That's true. Aaron also, Berg is. But again, also a little guy. Also looks like a Nazi though. So, you know, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His biceps are huge. Uh, not saying he's a Nazi. Not saying he's a Nazi. If you're a compound looks, listener. But he, he, he looks like he can hang out with Yeah, one. he does say that in his stand-up too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I've heard that joke before. Yeah. So like, yeah, uh, no, like, uh, dude. I'm trying to think of any. Oh, I saw, I went to a mic on Sunday 
and there was this guy who was just far too good looking doing it. I'm like, I just was with our friends James Crowley. Someone I, told that to me at a mic. <laughs> I I don't want to bring that up, but like uh, someone brought that up to me, and I'm like, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, I really also, don't. You're definitely not. <laughs> Thanks, no, Sean. Thank you. Like, you're, I'm you're a good looking guy, but you're not like I'm not like I. You know, I wouldn't Sean, murder a family of four for you. <laughs> Sean has reaffirmed my my <laughs> goal keep, for comedy. Keep being humble. Just be keep being average looking, and you'll you'll yeah. do fine in the business. Yeah, just be tall and white, and you're good. Yeah, but go on. Uh, and I'm just like, I turn to Jimmy, and I'm like, he's what I think I look like <laughs> because he looked like Superman if Superman just did a year abroad. Mm. <laughs> like, that's what he fucking looked like. Was his was his he, material he, good? Nah. Okay. He, he was just had like a perfect V body. And I was mm-hmm. like, but like, wasn't too big. He was like that. Per- he looked like a model. And right. I was like, oh, you're too good looking for this. I mean, I do think there is that prejudice, though, amongst comedians. I don't think comedians like really attract to people doing stand up. And I could we, understand we, why. We because really don't. I don't. So like yeah. uh, his thing, they did like this mini break thing where they said, uh, we're going to do two truths and a lie. Whoever gets up here and does it, if uh, we can guess. Oh, the- it's peer pressure. Yeah, peer pressure. Yeah. Like, uh, and he said, uh, I jumped out of an airplane. I've had sex with married women and I've shit my pants. And guess what his lie was? I had sex with married women. No, he shit his pants. He's had sex. With, <laughs> oh, I thought that's was how like... good looking he was. <laughs> what if? So yeah, he was bragging. Yeah, you don't just okay. I, I, you know, and I'm gonna call this guy out, Dave Jenkins, at a mic <laughs> that, that we were doing. Is he opened with saying that like? There's this woman he had sex with like three times before coming to the mic. And I don't remember what the joke was he was trying to go at. I'm not sure if there was actually one. I was just like, he just wants to fucking tell us that he had no, sex. No, listen, with sometimes you're at a mic and you're like, I want to brag. Like, I, like, I, I, I get just, it. We've all been there. Yeah, but I, 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 I like to be humble. But I mean, there's a lot of things I, I love to brag about, but I don't because I'm like, I, you know, that's not what comedy's for. <laughs> yeah. Comedy's not for being like, I'm better than you. Comedy's about being yeah. like hopefully i share these same problems and insights as you mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> not like oh i fucked more married women than you losers how many married women have you had sex with <laughs> um almost with one but no i've had sex with one i mean i believe that yeah i'll tell yeah. the story off mike but I'm like, <laughs> yeah my story is not true at all i've never never i don't think i've ever gotten close with the i, married I think woman. i'm getting close to with another one at white plains but <laughs> oh no but I, I, here's <laughs> no. the thing i think the husband's into it i think i think it's <laughs> i think it's one of the, i i don't know how to explain it the other way but like she's been coming more and more and she always gets pretty drunk and the husband's like into it like it's hard to explain I, they're, definitely, right. they're definitely looking for a threesome with somebody and i can't tell who but i, I know i'm in the running right so uh that's that's why you you texted sally being like i gotta look like kumail yeah for my like, comedy career and also i gotta i gotta I've cuck said, this man listen, I, I gotta cuck this I, man i got it like or uh-huh. you know join them you know my whole thing is like i'm <laughs> i'm fine with having a male male female threesome i i just my i'm fine with his dick being bigger than mine but he can't look better than me that's my whole like that's where my narcissism happens do you mean his dick or him himself his naked? Like okay, his, his body, body. Like, <laughs> like you know, like if it's like he's like a good look, I'm like I can't do it. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing with threesomes. It's just like I feel like there's always um, some sort of self consciousness going on, being just like ah, uh, yeah, like ah, oh, I'm exposing myself to another person because you know threesome just logically, you know, you're always gonna have two per- people of the same gender or you know have the same genitals. Yeah, to be more specific, and it's like always gonna be like. 
oh man, my boobs aren't as big as, or oh, my dick's smaller. It's like, yeah. And you're just thinking about that the whole time. And you're like, yeah. Oh. That's why only like really cool people like have really fun sexual sex. But like they're also not that never that good looking, you know. Like the people who like in like sex parties, like ah, I don't want not you, you know. Sex parties weird me out. They just don't. Yeah, they're just it's just not. I just, it's just a such such a personal thing. Sex. I don't like the idea of just going to a party where everyone's doing it around you. No, nah, I'm into that, but yeah, it's to each their own. I think I know plenty of people who are also into. That. Yeah, no, it's uh different strokes for different folks. Yeah, literally. Um, hey so, now. Yeah, yes. that, this was a weird. So, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I knew is, so, I knew we weren't going to avoid Kamala. I didn't want to bring well, it, it up. Had, but, I'd rather get it out of the way early. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in conclusion, I, if I'm not as ripped as Kamala Johnny by next December fifteenth, I'm going to kill myself. Well, no, excuse me. I actually gave orders <laughs> to somebody else to kill me. Well, <laughs> I got eleven people at Lucy's going to be planning your funeral then. <laughs> I got eleven. Just given your given your track record of being like, I'll be hot in like a month, and then you, and then a month later, you're like, okay, look. <laughs> like, here's the thing: I go through peaks and valleys where I look, do. It will be like no. I think you can. I got pretty in shape over the summer, and then it just kind of came back over the fall. Kumail Nanjiani, I think maybe yep. that's that's a reach. He, goal, here's but a, I think in, you in, have... in his picture, he literally did say, "I had a team of trainers and nutritionists." Oh yeah, of course. That, he, that's only that's re- not... what you actually can get as ripped yeah, as that. Yeah. With like you just, and also this be the only thing you focus on. Yeah, like if I quit comedy and quit the small amount of jobs I have now and just worked out and read and ate right, I probably could. I definitely could lose a lot of weight real quick. But right, I mean, he also has a big incentive to do it because he's doing it for a movie. Yeah, he's doing it for a movie. So it's people like, are literally paying him to look. But you that know way. what, Sean? Okay, here's the here's the deal, guys. Why don't you DM us how many pounds you think Sean will lose? and over the come, course of and come december if this podcast still exists whoever that's a big if, <laughs> big if. whoever whoever was closest to the number will um what will we do i guess i'll blow him right like, yeah i guess sean will, yeah sean will blow you sean will blow you if someone's like or, two pounds or perform cunniling is two pounds two pounds they get it right Damn it! No, actually, please DM us the numbers, and we will have a year to think about a prize. Realistically thinking, yeah. Let's see, I'm about three ten right now. I hope to be two sixty. So ideally, fifty. That's a good goal. So let's say I'll probably split the difference. Two eighty. Okay. Thirty pounds lighter. I think that's the most realistic. Someone's gonna be like plus five. <laughs> <laughs> Just dead. Yes. Yeah, send us your numbers. Send out how much money, weight I'll lose or gain over the next twelve months. No, this is gonna be motivation for you. I'm gonna we're gonna, motivation gonna, gonna every motivation. You know, every every episode. We're now gonna like keep asking for numbers and like you're gonna like I'll give, some, a, I'll give a monthly update yeah and like people are gonna be like giving you being like oh no it's only gonna be 10 it's only gonna be 20 and that's gonna motivate yeah. you to be like no motherfucker i'm going all the way i actually do get shredded i'm <laughs> yeah. like quit this fucking podcast i'm too i'm too good for it now baby <laughs> or you or you just actually it'd be funny if like in next december uh you post like one of those kamel photos except uh instead of looking like kamel you look like me yeah. <laughs> you're like i lost all this weight seriously i'm ne- so skinny i would never ever want to be as skinny as you You can see your ribs now like, just, <laughs> i can suck my own dick i'm that like i like being this weight. i really like it i think i do like wearing slim clothing i think it looks very oh, good i like having a little girth on me yeah that's yeah. um uh yeah anyway so our so, live our live show though yeah our live show <laughs> So our live show was uh, our live show was a lot of fun, right? Sean? I know it was good. It was stressful. Mm-hmm. It was it was very stressful just because you know I now produced two shows this year, dude. I didn't eat 
for the entire like five hours i was there it's like it's not if something it's something that hasn't happened to me since college like i'd put on like i would usually be in charge of putting on all these shows and i'd get so stressed out being like all right let's seat these people like let's get these lightings going or yep. performers here blah 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 that i'd you just don't realize that you're hungry yeah and i'd go on stage and i'd perform and i'm like okay cool i'm done and then i'm drinking mm-hmm. and then i go home and i'm like oh fuck i am starving and i did not eat anything that happened to me at lucy's yeah no it's, where i was it like was, oh shit i'm so hungry yeah it, 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 it's stressful because we're thinking about a hundred other things yeah and like we will go on the stage and i'm just like we have our little banter the fourth which we didn't write anything for which no we, we kept saying we were going to do if we just didn't but honestly, I thought it was fine. I thought we were able to riff pretty nicely off each other. Yeah, I mean, I I, we, I wanted to avoid something too scripted because if it was too scripted, it wouldn't be well, I wanted natural. To, I, my idea was that we should have laid out some beats, but that's, well, whatever. L- laid out some beats? Well, like, you know, like kind of things we wanted to address, like, thank you all for coming. Oh, I thought you meant beats like uh, uh, catching up on comedy beats. Oh, no. <laughs> some, some sick sick beats. Yeah, Sean's just Ooh, like, oh, oh, wiki, wiki, what? <laughs> Sean's just like, hey, yo, Peter, I've been in the lab recently and I've got all these beats for the live my fire mixtape. We have, we have, we, are we going to do a rap battle for the next one? No, let's not, let's not do that. Let's, let's not put that on tape. We're, so, we're like the worst people to do a rap battle against. To, Both of us. We look like... I just, I have no I look flow like, rhythm. I look like eating M&M's and uh, you, you look like M&M if you went to Sunday school every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah that's fair yeah no i like i look at rap battles and i'm just like i couldn't do that shit no thank you which is funny because they probably look at stand-up and they're like i well maybe they could i feel like they're i feel they're like cocky. i feel like rappers are they're cocky enough to be comedy. like oh i could do comedy but yeah. like no i see rap battles i'm like i couldn't do that shit yeah like people were able to like improvise rhymes like what <laughs> i'm gonna hit your bitch in the face and I'm I'm going to ride out of space, <laughs> dog. Yeah, that's a talent I just don't have. No, it's- but uh, yeah, no. So we did our little banter at the top. Um, yeah, and uh, then we had our, my idea, which was we were going to chug a beer to decide who goes first. Which Sean won? Uh, I think it was your one of the people your grandparents brought. Yeah, just like I knew you were going to win. And I'm like, I think we all knew that. Which is something I was going to say before he said that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, who did you think was going to win? Yeah, my grandparents came to the show, which was really nice. Because they were just like, are you doing anything this weekend? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I got something I have special. A little, little show <laughs> I got something you. very special planned this weekend. So they came out with like two of their other friends who were around their age. Uh, but, you know, my grandmother and uh, her friend, the woman she was with, they said they really enjoyed the show. Oh, good. And my step-grandfather and, and the guy they were with, they didn't get it at all. They were Fair. Like, <laughs> they, they were very invested in their food. In like, their food? I saw that. Yeah, there was a thing when you get over the age of like 50. Where if there's food in front of you, that is the only thing you care about. That's for my own parents. That like, I mean, that's their, also this is their only concern. I mean, that's me right now. Yeah, that is me. Like every look, time there is food in front of me, I'm like I zone out everything else. I'm just like, like I need to enjoy this sustenance. Yeah, yeah it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like you, food and comedy. It's weird. I don't. It does not go well together. Yeah, I will stand like, by that. It does not go worse well together. Than being like, and then I came. Yeah, exactly. No, but it's like oh, it's I funny. don't. I don't think dinner goes well with comedy at all, and I yeah. know clubs do that because they have to to make money. But I do. Th- I think it cheapens comedy, and I think it makes it worse. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird mix because you do you like your club or really any sort of comedy venue. You need a is that awkward in between time where it's like, yeah. well, I'm just gonna twiddle my thumbs. Drinks are fine. Yeah, drinks are fine. Drinks are fine. Drinks are very conducive, but food. <laughs> 
food. Like setting up a well, dinner. It should, it should only be like like appetizer food, you know? Like you know? like if it was like chicken fingers or like fries, I come see you just kind of picking at it or like popcorn. Yeah, even even then I think food cheapens the experience a little bit. Like there's a reason why theater like, you know, Broadway theaters aren't serving food. dinner. Yeah, it's snacks though. Yeah. It's not like Oh, would you like uh, would you like some mashed potatoes with your prime rib? <laughs> that be as you're enjoying a yeah, doll's a, house. Oh my god! At White Plains, <laughs> when you see like the Bill yeah. Lloyd Brown like a sizzling T-bone like mid performance, and then, like it's genuinely it describes it smells so good because the food's so good there. And you're like, they shouldn't be doing this. Especially no, exactly. Like, and then once you had the food, you're, you're like, like, I really only want to focus on this exactly, dinner and not the exactly. comedy. Like I saw when I saw Nick, Nick took the stage as soon as like, he got the shit spot. Of, yeah, he, uh, he, Nick took the stage as soon as my grandparents and their friends got their food, and I just saw my step grandfather fucking demolishing that burger. His head was down in yeah, that he burger. Was, he like, was, that's a pro- yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> I, I got there, got their pain. Yeah, uh, but no, so. yeah, it was a it was it was, a, it was a, we had like warm everybody up kind of too yeah like so we like we were trying to like a main thing is like you and i didn't care how well we did initially we just more just wanted to get our you know our guests our, we wanted uh, them to have a good time yeah which i think yeah. they did i think yeah they all did enjoyed it i thought yeah. brian and monty really killed uh mm-hmm. you know sam and uh uh, uh you already says nick whose name i forgot i gotta kind of stop forgetting his you stuff. forgot his name on stage too i forgot, I forgot about that i forgot his, his last his name. name because I, <laughs> I kept reading him from his instagram handle yeah, which is nick which is shut up nick shut up and i was like i looked at him and I, all i can think is nick shut up and i'm yeah. like fuck Nick Fields is his name. Yeah, Nick Fields. Go check him out. Very nice. He's like the nicest guy I know in comedy. I really like him. He's a nice guy. Most charismatic. He's the nicest guy you know in comedy while looking me in the eyes. Yeah, because he is nicer than you. You want to fight me on that, Sean? Oh, we, we don't we don't, don't want to fight <laughs> it's like I'm just, I, I am a prick yeah, uh, yeah you're aware I'm, but, a, I'm a prickly gentleman uh, um and um, i think that's that's uh yeah, we did, did but like show. yeah like yeah, but we, other fact it was stressful selling tickets because we it was like up to not up to the wire but like we had like a lower turnout yeah at first but eventually the ticket sales picked up at the end and yeah, no, we got uh, twenty people. Well, yeah, that's why the goal in comedy is not have to worry about getting people to come to your show. Is they just do. <laughs> like, at least that's for me. Where I'm like, I don't which is to- which is hard in this area because there's so much comedy going on that it's like you really have to compete with people. Yeah, you have to compete you with other people. The- like there were other shows happening that night. Yeah, uh, but you know, also also Westchester, it's it's very yeah. hard compared to the city. But even the city's hard. You gotta like it's easier just because there's so many people. But you just gotta like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how show politics works in the city just yet because i haven't put on my own show there yet. nope uh we but, have not done that yet now yeah, but i'm you know i'm assuming there's still a difficulty to, i don't think it's guaranteed you still have to kind of hustle a little uh, bit a hundred percent like yeah, it's yeah. it's just it's just you should hit up your friends and connections mm-hmm. and dm people and be like yeah yeah so well thank you again if you're listening to everybody who came oh yeah out. If you came out thank, thank you, you so, so much. much like we really do appreciate it yeah. we're gonna put out another one sometime next year yeah, yeah, we'll figure that out. Unless we'll, the podcast uh, ends, we'll, but uh, <laughs> the finale. Yeah, the, fu- the finale show attended by twelve people. The, the finale. <laughs> the finale is just you and I taking out dual pistols and and shooting each other, <laughs> while I'm absolutely shredded. <laughs> Sean, you got in too good a shape. Time to put you down. I'm just, I'm just gonna. Sh- I'm just gonna shoot you, but like right before I shoot, you, like you have your gun pointed at me too. But right before I shoot, you're like, wait, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I no one's here to shoot me, so I guess. I'm going to keep doing comedy. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, speaking of keeping doing comedy, I want to get into this New York Times article I found, which I think is very interesting. Uh, New York Times, say what you will, they are very biased to the left, but they do write very good articles and very uh, comprehensive articles, especially this one about barking. <laughs> they wrote an article about barking, which um, I'm not going to say who was interviewed for this because he actually did tell me before this was released that oh, he was interviewed for this. Is It is someone you know. It's so, so this person, he, he was interviewed by the New York Times, but he didn't want to be named because of the stigma of being a barker he's like i, I, he's like, ah, I didn't want that but but he also told me that he he thought afterwards that maybe he should have allowed them to use his name because then maybe he could yeah, use you could use books, new york, you well, no, no, he, he said yeah the new york times is a credit i'm like i don't think that's a thing i don't I, also like what are you shaming barking and i don't think it's that big of a deal but i i, I mean i don't think it's a big deal either i, I know understand, a lot of comics bark, like, i understand why people would be ashamed of it but like i you know yeah, like you're making, you're making, you make some money and you get some spots. Like, yeah, that's basically what we do now. You know, it's more just because, like, you know, co- the comedy landscape is so full of people who are trying to really um, solidify their place on their pyramid of success. So, like, yeah. the reason why people don't want to admit they're barkers is because they don't want to admit that they're like rungs below people or they want people who are rungs above them to look down on them because you know as you said in the last episode we all want to be looked at as peers you know every yes, single peers, one of us not, not, not fans yeah so the the headline of this article is called secrets of the oldest comedy club barker on MacDougall street so this kind of centers around this guy his name is uh pete burdett who uh who uh is does that have his age yeah 48 <sighs> he's 48 years old uh barking and he goes to MacDougall street and you'll like this he rides on MacDougall street wearing a hawaiian shirt all the time. Oh, God, am I a time traveler? <laughs> it's just—it's just me. I changed my name for legal purposes, and then I, I traveled back in time to keep barking. Yeah, because you just haven't found success. You don't go back in. I, what I like about the scenario is you don't go back in time to warn you. You to just go back just, in just time. Like you, I can make it, baby. I just need one more chance. <laughs> Twenty nineteen. You know, I, I made some mistakes this year, but I'll 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 remedy them this time. See, what year would it be if it was if I was forty eight? Uh, you were born ninety four. Twenty forty four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yikes. 2044 tra- time travels available. Yeah, though. so you need to get ripped. Yeah, I change this future. If I get so. ripped by 2044. I'll be all right. So six nights a week, Sean Barry arrives on MacDougall Street wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm just gonna refer to this guy as <laughs> you now. It's, it's fine. Uh, Sean Barry says to a couple date night guys, <laughs> "We're brothers and sisters." The woman said. <laughs> the venom didn't bother Sean Bear or Mr. Barry, who goes by comedy sean oh no his real name is comedy Pete, but we're gonna say it's comedy sean yeah he belongs to a community of most outsiders loathe or pity mr barry is a comedy barker someone who peddles tickets to stand-up shows that struggle to attract a crowd hey dave Chappelle's gonna be here tonight hey everybody yeah i think this might be interesting to get into just because for our listeners who aren't outside of new york city yeah, you know Eric, the, keep, uh, keep over the, the article and then we can break down barking yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. so I, i'm just going over the highlighted stuff because it's very long mm-hmm. mr barry uh at 48 years old is almost surely the oldest barker on MacDougall Street. Mr. Barry occupies the center of what might be called a barking room, at least in Greenwich Village. On weekend nights, as many as eight barkers gather on a stretch of MacDougall Street extending just over a block. This area, oddly, does not include any of the clubs they work for. 
<laughs> which that that makes sense they're all people from like broadway or something yeah it's for yeah so like hey you want to see a fire comedy show yeah take the q train up to broadway <laughs> i swear to god the ghost of richard Pryor will headline yeah <laughs> yeah but the comedy cellar the neighborhood's most famous venue lies in the middle of it for barkers that means overflow traffic uh so and this is from the owner of the comedy cellar gnome dwarman he just says they just surround us and literally try to pick off our customers and this is interesting i didn't know about this but this makes sense as a result he has banned comics who perform at the cellar from appearing at other clubs in mcdougall really because what what he's saying is that i would you know because if a if a barker can say oh hey, you can you see, see the same person that yeah okay that at like sense. half price then so it's, it's yeah. really stealing his does business does the lantern still count because it's not on mcdougal it's on uh, i'm sure it's on i'm sure they're telling but do they don't hey, i guess they do shows now i mean yeah. yeah i'm sure i'm sure he's not he wouldn't be happy about yeah. them mm-hmm. which, which is kind of a shame because like i feel like if you were you if you are a comic you'd want to like go to like a lesser club to test something out before yeah. going to the cellar to really try to rock that room mm-hmm. uh the owners of the grizzly pair and the greenwich village comedy club the two venues on mcdougal that Use Barkers defended their right to sell tickets on busy street corners, saying their salespeople were sufficiently far from the seller. All right, <laughs> even though they're on MacDougall Street, uh, it's only it's only maybe a forty-five step walk. Yeah, yeah, no, they're it's it, all just people. If you haven't been to McDougal, like a hey, Grangevilles and Grizzly Pear are like I wouldn't even say a stone's throw. It's like as far as Peter and I from are from each other right now, and then Grizzly yeah. Pear is like from where we're sitting to Peter's mailbox. Yeah. Like that's that's how, which is not it's far. Only like a few pizza stores and Indian restaurants, like yeah. away. Like not 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 there. So yeah, there's just a lot, there's actually a, funnily enough just a lot of competition between all these venues, even though yeah. even, uh, even though the comedy cellar is has actually has the names actually has the talent the, actually has the talent there. but you know tourists don't know that and yeah no people are like oh i'll go see a comedy show new york's legendary for baby yeah. so a barker earns around ten dollars to fifteen dollars for every ticket sold which you know when i first read that i'm like that's not bad <laughs> no no, no. Yeah. You can, yeah you can you can sell like if 10 can, tickets uh, that's a good night yeah no if you can which is brutal some nights after hours of work barkers fail to sell any tickets meaning they don't earn a cent and when barkers do their stand-up it's often in an undesirable slot so they're putting you they're putting you right right after the headliner or something right after someone murders it yeah you're you're getting the check slot yeah i saw that at the strip last time i did it like they, they had some headliner and i was in the room who like was just absolutely crushing it mm-hmm. like it wasn't just a guy who like everyone was like oh yeah he's good it was just someone who's rocking that room and they brought up like the first late nighter after that and usually that's usually that spot's most desirable but he yeah. had a hard time because everyone was like kind of still processing getting yeah everyone calmed was, down. yeah everyone was like calming down and not really paying attention i was just like the guy who went up after him at a better time and being like oh yeah. damn that's like a- yeah everyone's like okay we're ready to go now yeah Stigma surrounds the word itself, as we know. Mm-hmm. It's demeaning when people say bark, said Gabe Dorado, a producer at the Grizzly Pair. <laughs> I say selling tickets. That's <laughs> yeah. his terms. Like, go out. Hey, kid, go out. It's not barking. It's selling tickets. Yeah. It's bringing in revenue for the club. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. It's paying your dues. Yeah. So, here, here's the thing. Some barkers declined to speak on the record, saying they did not want to be publicly identified with a widely disrespected occupation. Yeah, now you can only just walk yeah. to McDougal and see them. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, you <laughs> can you can determine is... their identity really. I mean, yeah, but you know, it's like if you really want to know who these people are, then yeah, you can do it's that. It's not but hard. I, you know, Man, wants to you be... stopped. You went down McDougal and stopped talking to them. Like, hey, can I follow you on Instagram? They will tell you everything you ever need to know about them. Right, but also, it's, yeah, it's also it's a pride thing too. I'd imagine like, a little bit. Yeah, know, it's like, a pride we, all want, thing. we all want to be like because we do. Mm-hmm. We all project images of how how well we're doing in comedy. Like, I'll let everybody know a secret. The pictures you see me post on my Instagram story. Uh, there's usually a lot less people in the crowd than I make it out to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just how that works. How to make a room of two people look like a hundred? Exactly. <laughs> Photography skills A plus by me. Comedy skills yeah. B minus. But like no one, like everyone who who doesn't do comedy and like really respects the fact that you do comedy, like they always think you're killing it. They're yeah, like, they, always, wow, they always like, whoa, this guy's at Broadway Comedy Club. Holy you, shit! <laughs> you, you did an open mic in Kingston, New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that's uh yeah i guess people would be impressed by that it's yeah. always funny when when it's like clubs like broadway broadway like you, can probably, yeah, bro- you can impress so many people with broadway just, is the ultimate like if you know you know but if you don't it looks great yeah exactly like, it looks great it's like oh new york city comic yeah so yeah we broadway, just we yeah. just ousted ourselves to all our orlando and san antonio listeners <laughs> well i mean let's just tell the truth you know <laughs> we'll tell the truth yeah no we're, we're being honest we're, we're hoping being, our, yeah like listen ne- next year's gonna be my being, year i'm gonna get ripped and my comedy yeah. career's gonna take off send us your numbers please here we go mr barry's age might seem to make his barking especially pitiable Yet his peers share a cheerful sense of his place as a fixture of MacDougall Street. So people like you, Sean. Yeah, I know. People, when, people uh, love time traveling me. And both of these people are people I've met, and I'm presumably you've met too. When I see his Hawaiian shirt, I know I'm home, said said Amari Castillo. Have you... Is it Castillo? I think it's Castillo. I think I, think I met him. Amari Castillo. It's a girl. <laughs> well, not the guy I was thinking of then. It's a, okay. it's a woman. Well, I met her... Frank was trying to get me booked on one of her shows, but she hasn't responded to my DMs, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Cut that. <laughs> so she performed. No, it's fine. She produces shows at Grizzly Pear. Uh, he just has this little place in this big world and everyone knows Sean, said Allie Colbert, who we both I met. Mean, yeah, we know a young Allie. comedian who is cousins with someone I went to high school with. Yeah. Uh, check, he, out, check out her uh, clip of uh, on The Tonight Show. Oh, yeah. He is the only face that I see every single night that I'm on this street. It's like artichoke pizza, the comedy seller, Sean Barry. Miss Colbert and Gary Miller, the owner of the Grizzly Pear, guess that uh, Mr. Barry has been barking for maybe 20 years. 20? That'd be basically if I started now. Right. But but guess how long the actual number is. Oh, tell me it's longer or shorter. 10 years. I don't know. Actually, Mr. Barry has only been barking since early 2014. <laughs> All right. Only so that's so five s- years. That's so sad. All these people are like, oh, this person's like an ancient barker. He's been here since the heydays of comedy. <laughs> That'd be worse. If, yeah. That, that's a little better. They've only been doing it. I mean, uh, it is kind of sad that everyone just assumes that he's been doing it forever. Just yeah. He's, he's, just, so he's just a guy who's been doing it from the 80s. And never but I also, I also get that because, you know, you don't, usually older people, they don't have time for this shit. They don't, yeah. That, yeah. I, no, it's, it, it's a hundred percent like yeah. we we I can go up and go out every night because you know I'm 25 and still pretty vibrant, but like you know we have some, I have some older you know comedian friends who are like have kids or like they can't do it they can't do what we can do because I have no responsibilities to anything other than myself and my podcasts right <laughs> you know the 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 beauty of being in your 20s yeah it is though I don't have a girlfriend I don't have a 
dog. I don't have. Yeah. I, don't, I have nothing to worry about but myself. We're we're gonna miss this Sean one day in our future. No, yeah, we're gonna I, be like we're gonna. I mean, at least I'll be married. I don't know about you. <laughs> listen, Peter, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be living on your couch when you're married. That's right. You'll be living the, the, on my couch. The blood I'll contract be, I made you sign at the beginning of this podcast. I'll be married with my wife. And two kids. And my kids are like, Daddy, who's, like, who's this guy? I did a podcast with him <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah, you're living on my couch just because you're bumming with me. And yeah. I'm just like like arguing with my wife about some petty thing. She's just like, like, did you did you set the timer for the, the muffins? I'm like, no, I didn't. you didn't tell me. And she's like, why didn't you? And I get into this huge argument for no reason. And she storms off upstairs. And I just like think about how difficult life is now. And then I look at you on the couch. <laughs> and I think... Man, times were so much simpler. And then I'm like, Peter, this, <laughs> and then I'm like, Peter, I'm getting shredded this year. <laughs> uh. You're like a hundred pounds heavier than you you are now. Yeah. And then I go upstairs. <laughs> then I go upstairs and I comfort your wife. And the next thing you know, I'm I'm raising your kids for you. I, I slowly slide in, and that's how two Mike Bedwin ends. Oh damn! Now, so I guess in this scenario, I'm the one who's losing my mind. Yeah, I think you're the one who loses this at the end. Man, all I wanted to do is make a joke about how we're gonna miss the simpler times when we're older, <laughs> yeah. and this just turned into to, just to like me cucking you, <laughs> me, you cucking me. me cucking you a hundred pounds heavier. Yeah, no, I think like that's gonna happen though, and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, like I'm driving my kid to soccer practice, and I'm just angry at like just something something my wife said i'm just like oh i gotta think like oh no now i gotta pick up like her prescription for her at cvs and i'm just gonna think to myself those times i recorded two mic minimum, two mic minimum Sean, yeah. the happiest i've ever been well you know i think in this scenario i'm dead i think i, I think it's, just, it's like you have my ashes yeah you're just like you were dead at like 33 he died uh while masturbating you're dead at 33 but like you were well known enough that like most of the comedy community <laughs> he got were past like, the cellar went got, outside yeah. to cheer and celebrate they got hit by an amazon prime bus you know we do a lucy's open mic in your honor <laughs> if lucy's is around by 2033 i would be so impressed um so yeah go, mr barry does not have a full-time job and lives with his mother in jesus christ this really might be me in glendale queens <laughs> i got nothing else mr barry said jesus so, hey, all in on the comedy, Hollywood, or bus. Some barkers enjoy the job's obscurity. Pedestrians don't look at them too closely. Their bosses do not monitor them. What would normally make barkers stand out, their loudness, their pushiness, blends them into the carnival of a night out on McDougal, which is true. That street is very yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a whole, it's a whole scene. In a moment, they might change the type of good time they're selling. One barker can direct inquisitive passerbys to a reliable weed dealer. There you go. Yeah, so if you don't... Yeah, a little side hustle. He's not going to make any money off that, but the wheel, weed dealer is probably going to make like He's 20... He's not going to commission the weed dealer? <laughs> you think he should, because that weed dealer is making 20 times the amount he yeah, makes. Yeah. I, got, I was on McDougal for Halloween. I was offered Coke at a very reasonable rate. Mm. Uh, I won't get like a barker. <laughs> Might as well have been. Yeah, I actually saw that guy's not being like I'm not making money from the tickets, but if you want coke, yeah, if you want Molly, yeah, if I mean, you want ayahuasca, I have a guy. I would love some shrooms. You know, yeah, somebody the Chris Barnes was telling me they're trying to make it legal in California. Uh, California and uh, Colorado just decriminalized it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Francois is considered particularly smooth. He forms inside jokes with potential customers. He has tips for picking up women while barking. Look yeah. out for small groups. The 10 o'clock show is ideal. 
Mr. Francois claims to hook up with two or three women he meets on the street every month. I so, believe it. So, you know, if you're not going to get if you're not going to get a good spot on a show and you're not going to get money, you might as well might as well get laid. Yeah, honestly, that, what are your two goals in comedy? I, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I just I'm, I I've given up. I quit. I've, I've I, given up I, on I, both getting laid and killing, killing myself. myself. <laughs> now I'm just I'm going to grind it out until I'm the greatest comedian to ever live. It's my new goal. Yeah, it's almost like it should have been the goal all along. But well, that's probably, yeah. Yeah, no. It's... The other two were somehow more realistic, but that's the new goal. I'm going <laughs> to become the next great... Yeah, reach for the stars. The next great Hokage of comedy. <laughs> the Hokage of comedy. Yeah. Who's, who's the Hokage of Westchester comedy? Uh, Josh Kincaid. Josh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. He's the best. Out of all of us, I'm just gonna DM He's Josh, only... being like, "I think you're the Hokage." We'll, 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 get, we'll, we'll, we'll do some Photoshop of him in the Hokage outfit, and then uh, from there, uh, it'll stop funny, talking to us. That's a funny term. Someone's been watching Naruto. Uh, watched Naruto, <laughs> sir. Watched. I'm on One Piece now. Oh, you haven't been going through some YouTube hole, just watching clips of Naruto. Now, well, I, I finished. Fine. I finally finished Shippuden back in uh, right. September, so I'm, I'm like, I detoxing mm-hmm. from Naruto. Female barkers seem <laughs> female barkers seem less enthusiastic about romantic opportunities. Dun, 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 I wonder why. Wow, really? <laughs> you have to deal with a lot of "you're so pretty," Sen. What, what are you Paladino, doing here? A frequent presence of MacDougall. They want to flirt with you, but have no intention of buying a ticket. This is funny. Um, she talks about how some young guy was talking to her that she was trying to bark to, and, and the guy said, "So, what's the vibe of your stand-up?" <laughs> Such a vibe vibe is yeah, weird like such a weird that's a weird way so this, of saying this guy this guy had had just needed some excuse to talk to this woman yeah and had no idea what, what to, to talk say. about like, just like, like what like yeah. what's like the vibe of your comedy like give me a rundown yeah like, like i don't know like i always get that question like what's your comedy about and i'm like i don't like saying that's it more direct but like vibe is so vibe, vague. yeah what what, what's your vibe, Peter? What's your vibe, man? You're like uh, your your vibe's like a camp counselor trying to get all the kids ready to go. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty good. I might right? steal that. Yeah, you can have that. I've been like, you know, I, it's funny. I was on the subway last time. I was at the comic store. I was on the subway right before Eighty Sixth Street, mm-hmm. where I was supposed to get off. Like a fight was breaking out in that car, <laughs> and I was like right next to the fight. Like these two angry women were like at each other's throats and like people were like shifting to the other side of the subway car and i couldn't do that because there was like kind of like this human crush of people trying to move away so i was like the only one right next to them and i was like i'm the kind of guy who who gets hit by a punch that wasn't meant for him <laughs> yeah a little so, bit yeah i don't want to be in this situation at all that's something i wanted to bring to a stage but i feel like I, it might be too droll but i don't know you, might, you can work it in there but somehow. like yeah i it's funny because i was a camp counselor for two summers so yeah. that is definitely my vibe <laughs> All right, guys, we're going swimming today. Put on your trunks. Um, da, 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 da. In recent months, Mr. Barry has found some hope in barking. The grizzly pair hung a photograph of him in its theater. Oh, no. Oh, there you go, Sean. You grizzly was, pair. I, I, I do want to get on the wall of grizzly pair, though. Yeah, that'd be cool. So there you go. Your future seems bright. Do you think anybody's, Do you think any man's gotten uh, followers on that from putting up their information on the wall? followers like what with like their handle yeah the pictures they have everybody's uh twitter oh, and Instagram stuff. okay i'm thinking of more of like old school comedy clubs where they just have like the black and white photos oh no no, no. Okay. like though they have like everyone's um, have you seen yeah I, honestly, say, I say man because i know a bunch of women that definitely have gotten creeps following them from it 
<laughs> like, I don't, I don't that know. Much is... I, I'm just going to say I doubt it because every, you know, I said this before, Zach, but like every comedian I see on Twitter, they all they all have like 2,000 followers with 4,000 following. I'm just yeah. like... Listen, I'm glad... My, I don't... Yeah. I like my ratio. My ratio is good. I got... 490 followers, 380 uh, following. I'm getting followers on Twitter now because nice. I'm literally doing what Zach recommended I do and just tweet every day. Well, no, I don't. Well, I don't do that, but I've been posting my tweets on r slash best of Twitter, oh. which is a really small subreddit. It's only like 21,000 subscribers. Okay. So anything that's posted there is automatically going to be on that subreddit's front page. Oh, nice. So I've just been posting a lot of like, you know, bullets and gotcha. been getting followers that way. I'm just like, and I I feel good about that because I'm like this is earned right here mm-hmm. compared to like you know and look I'm not I get it if a comedian does that you do what you can to hustle but like compared to like if a comedian's just like I don't know you but I'm gonna follow you and if you don't follow me back I'm gonna unfollow you yeah no <laughs> which is like I feel like a lot of those like five thousand to five thousand ratios are but again yeah. you do what you can I we feel gotta, like I want to earn that like the follow, goal is eventually though. get all the followers that are not people you know. Like, exactly yeah that's that you know i want to like tweet to an audience of people who don't know me but like my stuff yeah and that's what i think twitter is good for so yeah so mr barry's got his photo hung up on the grizzly pear someone stopped him in a subway station raving about his act and asked for a selfie look at that i've gotten that sort of all right so you get more of that yeah more <laughs> of that yeah i get a little minor taste of what it would be like fame Barry said. But there's one thing about barking Mr. Barry cannot stand. On a recent night, he yelled out to the crowd on MacDougall, how about a comedy show, guys? What do you say? A woman replied, no thanks. My <laughs> life is already a comedy show. Oh, no. Mr. Gary says that he gets this response every day. <laughs> yeah, that's... Which is, I would say is typical. That's like, bad. All those, like, all those like, adult people who are just like, oh, my life is so crazy. Mine should be a comedy. Yeah, I know. People are always like, my life's so... Hol- oh, I, I got to tell you off mic. <laughs> <laughs> I like how so many of our good stories are just like... We I cannot. have to cut a lot of stuff. And it's funny because you, you, last... you never tell me it afterwards because we I always ne- forget. Yeah, we always forget. But I had to cut out 15 minutes from... Uh, from the last big berry podcast there's a story i literally just couldn't tell let let, let me out there yeah so <laughs> you know people if you want to listen to the stories become really good friends with me and put like two whiskeys in me and then they start flowing baby oh yeah but yeah no, not I, expensive at all to wrap up on barking i don't know it's a it's a necessary evil i think i think it if it's worked out for no, enough people i think plus the 10 to 15 bucks per ticket sold is not bad like if you all you need to do is yeah just, that's pretty good if you like if you get the tickets sold, but I mean, in terms of just like getting money for a night, that's not bad. If you yeah, can like, get like four people to, yeah, that's sixty bucks. Yeah. That's more than we make doing white planes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we well, the only time I've ever barked was for white planes, but the, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't bark because you know Frank was just like, hey kid, you need stage time here. Pass out the flyers. Frank yeah. was just like, oh, I'll pay people. Fifteen dollars an hour to like hand these out hand, to people. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that for the money. That's why I've been. Th- I actually have been thinking about it, going to Grizzly Pear and trying to be a barker. Just uh, yeah, just get my face more in the scene. Yeah, just that's like a good way I, to I think I think it's a lot of it too. Is you just get your like eventually the owners and bookers are gonna be like, well, I see you enough, I'll give you a chance. Right, which is part of it. Also, you know, 
I personally don't want to bark for on that side of the street, but I, if I did, yeah, I would definitely want to bring alcohol with me. Oh yeah, good. I would not do that shit sober. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't like doing anything sober. Yeah, you're not supposed to drink on this job, but like, come on, I can't just be, I can't just be meek around people yeah. who don't give a shit about me and feel good about myself afterwards. I also have been wanting to get like a hand signal going, uh, for like comedians, so like you let other comedians know you're like you're in the club. Because like, if you ever like at like a mic or some show, and they like another comic tries to like riff on you, like just not like, dude, I'm I'm part, I know, I'm not not me. You know, like same thing with a bark. Because I've got well, that barked. would be clever, yeah, 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 like just like a yeah, just the <laughs> whatever that. Problems <laughs> problems are all every every good hand signal stolen. Sean, by the Sean did like the equivalent of that Rebecca Black parody. My hand is a dolphin. Yeah, basically that, <laughs> something like that. If you have a good idea for a hand signal for comedians to use to like. Oh, we do the two, two, two mic minimum symbol. Oh, dude, when just, we go, when we yeah. show up to a show, we do two mic minimum. When you see that double finger touch, you know who the fuck is. You up. know what we are. You know baby. who the fuck is you up in the club. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Peter and Sean of two mic minimum. It's Peter and Sean. So baby. we have that hand signal, and I I do agree with that because I think it is kind of embarrassing both for the performer and the performer who's about to go up. If you just yeah. like be like, where are you from? <laughs> no, like no, dude, like just like I'm not, I'm a comic. I'm, not, I'm a comic. I'm, I'm a comic. One of you that's how i feel like like here's the thing like i you know i my very first post in comedy complaints back when i was first introduced to this being like oh this is interesting was like kind of about that it was just like i don't like when comics try to do crowd work with me another comic and some people took offense which i understood because it's just like oh you think you're more important than the people on stage which i get like if you're if you're seeing uh i don't know like dave chappelle at blah 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 theater yeah. like yeah it would be fun to get roasted by dave chappelle or it'd be you know it's like he's he's a big guy he's much bigger than you are but like when it comes to just like <laughs> a lucy's showcase and some comic you know or some comic who like is maybe you don't know he probably you probably, probably doesn't know you if he's like riffing on you but who's yeah. like around your area and scene like when they start like digging in on you a little bit it's like weird you know it's yeah, just like it's you like, know like i do this too and i'm like as good as you are at this yeah yeah it's weird so uh, yeah i totally understand that it's a whole thing mm-hmm. all right well i think that wraps up another episode of to mike minimum follow us where you follow us follow you, you, you us get send us the numbers send us some numbers will... and uh wait for future events and things. future updates yeah we got some Great guests coming your way. Bye.